This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. Our governor keeps talking about how great Colorado is. But what's the real economic outlook here for 2023? Are we headed into a recession or what? Rich Wabakin is a senior economist at CU Boulder. And every year he talks to economists across the state to develop a consensus forecast for the local economy. And he's here to tell us what to expect. Today is Thursday, January 12th, 2023. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Rich Wabakin, welcome to CityCast Denver. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Rich, I want to start with a question that's at the top of my mind and I think a lot of people are thinking about. Are we going into a recession? So this is the probably number one question that people ask. You know, I have to be honest. Everybody, is there a recession or no recession? And my answer to this is kind of um, seems evasive, but I'm going to give you my, my answer to this is, if it isn't a recession, it's going to feel like a recession because the economy is going to be really slow. And that does filter back to Colorado, but we still see Colorado outperforming in the year ahead, growing probably twice as uh, fast as the federal government's GDP measure does. Well, tell me about that. Like, what does the forecast for Colorado look like in 2023? Well, our forecast and frankly, the data that's supporting it shows Colorado in very good shape from a broader economic perspective. We have great employment growth. Maybe most importantly, we've had very strong personal income growth and per capita personal income growth, which is really how people can exist and buy things they need in their life. And in the most recent data that came out through the third quarter of last year, we're ranked number one for personal income growth and number two for per capita income growth in the country. So the state is doing fundamentally very well. Okay. And what I find interesting about what you're saying is like Colorado's doing like especially well considering where where our standings are with the rest of the country. Um, but I assume, you know, stimulus checks went out all over the country, uh, you know, unemployment benefits and things like that that might be pushing it up or just employment rates. But what is making Colorado like why have we weathered this so well? Why are we doing so well? Well, we have an industry mix that has done particularly well in the recovery, and that's been part of it. We have a lot of high tech. We have a lot of life sciences growing here in the state, you know, health sciences and biological science research. The aerospace industry has had tremendous growth through this uh, period. So we happen to have a concentration of a number of sectors in the economy that are doing particularly well. But then we've also seen an incredible recovery in our tourism sector, which is an important sector in the state. 
So every uh, every one of the sectors of the state economy is already back to uh, the same level of employment or higher than pre-pandemic, with the exception of natural resources and mining. So that's a, a really good sign and really healthy. And there are many states in the country who have not that have not gotten back to that level. But there are certainly many states that even have gotten back to that level, but not every industry sector has gotten back to that level. So a long way of saying probably a really short answer, a great industry mix, but also all of the different sectors of the state benefiting from the growth in the economy. And when you say industry mix, it's making me think like you mentioned, you know, these these jobs like tech and uh aerospace and and those are salary jobs generally speaking and then you talk about tourism and i think more about hourly wage jobs people in in service positions and things like that but you're saying kind of all of these all of these industries across whether they are salary or uh, or hourly wage are, are doing better here in colorado than maybe other places yes you know and some of it is of course we've we've had um, minimum wage increases in a lot of this sort of right. hourly sectors but we also saw a, a really large surge in sort of the lower wage categories or the lower hourly wage categories we saw some of the largest increases percent increases in those categories you've seen the signs in the uh, on the street or in the newspaper jobs wanted you know $18 an hour for for a beginning job at a McDonald's or, I mean, so we've seen really healthy wage growth in, in those categories as well. So that's why everybody's really benefiting in terms of the overall picture, just the fact that that wage level is rising. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, don't you want people to have ability to live? I mean, I think we all believe in that, that we can't have people that, you know, working, they're working full time and they don't have a wage that's high enough to support, you know, their day to day living. Uh, There's something wrong with that in an economic system. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine. Are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing. But from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. So the other big thing I think we have to talk about is inflation. Like, I feel like it's one of those words people hear and we think like, oh, that's happening right now. So I don't want to dismiss the fact that there was there was a lot of inflation. And, you know, as I talk about this, I say, well, I was alive the last time there was a, a lot of inflation and I can actually remember it. And so th- this doesn't sort of shock me at the same level. But for people who've never experienced it, to see prices going up so dramatically on their groceries and for a period of time, of course, on their gasoline for their car or, you know, and, and other things of clothing so when you haven't experienced that before, it certainly uh, casts a fear. Like my check isn't going to be able to cover my day-to-day expenses, and and you know I understand fully why people are panicked by that. Uh, frankly, when we're looking at it, we're trying to say, well, is that 
Um, has that improved? Is it getting better? Uh, what can people expect in sort of the year ahead? And the truth is right now, it is definitely getting better. Prices have started to appre uh, appreciate at a lower rate. And our view is that we're going to be in, during this year, 2023, we're going to be in an inflation rate in a four to four and a half uh, percent range. And by next year, we'll be back down to where we were used to, 2%, 1%. So the shock of what's happened is somewhat in the past at this moment. Uh, most importantly, the vast majority of the supply chain issue has has gotten remedied at this particular point in time, with the exception of eggs. Right, <laughs> but right. Otherwise, and, and eggs is like a whole other separate issue because it's like avian flu and some changes to our laws and regulations around right. what a cage-free situation looks like for the for the animals. Um, but it is interesting because I feel like that's the that's sort of the face of inflation in in Colorado right now. Is like my eggs cost so much money or. For for me, I've been to this store four times in the last month, and there have been no eggs on the shelf. Like, none. We just just discussing <laughs> so, that this morning with my wife. There's no eggs on the shelf, honey. You know that's the end of the story. None. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so we shouldn't look at that as like a. It's not an indicator of inflation as a whole. This is this is actually just a separate issue of an industry. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, it's product specific, and for example, in Colorado now. Uh, gallon of gasoline under $3 a gallon on average, lower yeah. than the national number. And it was, it's $2 less than it was, you know, six months ago. So we are seeing some things pull back. So that should all indicate as we go forward, the continuing sort of downward, you know, lower and lower inflation rate increases as we go, as we go forward. So we, we talked a little bit about types of jobs, how, how different industries are doing, but I, I have to say, I keep seeing like massive layoffs at places that in in the tech sector yeah. twitter facebook in here in colorado salesforce yeah. um what are we looking at in the tech sector so in sort of interesting data if you you know peel this back just a little bit but the tech sector definitely uh with the slowdown and of course it's been a rough year if you measure it by tech sector stock prices like apple and amazon and google and so on uh, and and they are adjusting to a slower environment in, in the tech side and they're laying people off the interesting piece is the studies that have been most recently done is that 90 percent of those people are finding another job within three months so they're very much placeable or hireable in the economy so i don't personally worry about especially the tech people because they're highly placeable uh you know as long as they can slide over into these other vacancies the economy stays in in relatively good shape that's interesting that's an interesting way to look at it too because we can see that's just part of this economy when there are so many jobs it does give workers more space and more leverage maybe to say okay i am going to go somewhere else um, it could be a different story if unemployment was much higher. It would be a different story if unemployment was much higher. But unemployment, we're talking three and a half percent. 
nationally at this point. I mean, that's that's lower than it was pre-pandemic. And wow. we've seen this in, in retail and other places, signing bonuses to go into retail. And and when when was that ever? I mean, that was never. No, I, yeah. my 17 years in retail in the 90s and mid-2000s, never. Never. <laughs> Absolutely not never. so. Which is cool. I think it's I think it's wonderful. I think I think sometimes retail is not treated as a career, but I have many friends who that's but what they've done their whole lives and they're experts at it. So why not treat people as such? Absolutely, um, or and, and make it worth their while. That's exactly right. So I mean, that's what I was talking about. You know, you hope at least that the rising tide all the boats are going up and it looks like certainly sort of the retail wages and all of that have been responding to the overall tightness of the labor market. So this kind of gets to my like final thoughts. I'd love to leave our listeners with something like hopeful or like, how do we not freak out about the economy, Rich? Like, how should we walk away from this feeling? What? How should we feel about 2023 in Colorado e- economically? Well, I'm going to say that I think the pessimism that's coming out of you know business surveys and consumer surveys really is being driven significantly by inflation, mm. by what's happened with inflation. And I do think that's going to be getting better. So, uh, you know, my opinion that the pessimism is overstated, but I'm not that business person and I'm not that consumer who's who's participating in these surveys. I do think it, it is a more a little bit more difficult environment with higher prices and a slower economy, but it's not it's definitely not terrible. It's actually okay. Um, you know, things are going to get progressively better with inflation coming down and eventually that inflation coming down is going to enable the Fed in the next year or so to start bringing the interest rates back down too. So, you just have to weather the storm. But the storm is not going to be a horrible storm. You're not going to be stuck in a flood somewhere. You're just going to be, you know, it's going to be a a nice light rain. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Rich Bobakin, thank you so much. This was really, this was really grounding and very helpful. My pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) And here's what else Denverites are talking about. A strip club empire is betting big on Colorado. According to the Denver Business Journal, RCI Hospitality Holdings plans to open multiple bombshell sports bars in the Denver metro and convert a vacant property in Central City into an upscale casino and cabaret. RCI Holdings previously bought Troy Guard's Grange Food Hall in 2021 with the idea that Greenwood Village might be the perfect spot for a bombshells, which in case you aren't familiar, is a military-themed sports bar in the style of a Hooters or the Tilted Kilt. RCI's president said he thought Colorado is the perfect place for expansion because of our growing tech industry and its predominantly young male workforce. So I guess that's one way to look at the economy. And finally, avian flu isn't just affecting our egg prices. It's also doing a number on wild birds. According to the Colorado Sun, along with the more than 6 million commercial chickens lost to the disease, wildlife officials are reporting overwhelming amounts of disease carcasses being found in the wild, meaning more deaths are likely to follow. With no way to stop the spread in migratory birds, stemming the outbreak of avian flu looks bleak. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell RCI Hospitality Holdings President Eric Langan about us. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. 
We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Oh, I feel better now. (laughs) Thanks for making me feel better today, Rich. That's my job. (laughs) I mean, I feel like your job's probably pretty stressful, though. If things are going bad, people are like, Rich. Well, you know.